Hello, novel and bits listener. This is Chizoba Katie. I'm your host, and thank you for stopping by to hang out with me today. Whether this is your first time or you're coming back to listen again, I am so thankful. I don't take your time for granted. So, what's up? How's your day going? Please just let me know on my Twitter handle at abunilowc. Um, the link will be on my show notes and it's right there attached to how you can reach me, whether on Facebook, on Instagram, or even on WhatsApp if you have my number. Like, I'd really love to hear what you think, especially about the previous episode, if you listen to it, because it's a continuation of the previous episode. We're talking about the girl who stepped into the past, it's time travel, and there is a modern mystery to be solved. And I noticed that compared to other stories I have told you before now, it's actually the longest. And the reason why it is so long is because it's murder and then there's romance. And I feel like there's so much going on in such a short period of time. So I went into detail when the sto- where the story is concerned. Detail I don't normally go to into in other stories. So if you actually like those details, let me know. If it was too long and I need to shorten it, please let me know. Was it engaging? Did you enjoy it? It's, it's, it's the points matching for you. Please let me know. This is just what I'm here for, to have a good time with you. And if I'm the only one having a good time or you're the only one, like we all need to be having a good time. This is what this podcast is about, to kind of harness the power of fiction, to help all of us feel better, improve our imagination, make us feel better, make our day better. Yes, that is why we are here. Okay, so brief recap. On the first part, Jane landed into the 19th century. I actually said 17th century. And the confusion was because the the Somerville estate where she landed in was built in the 17th century. Obviously, by Els before um by Els before James, like his father, his grandfather, and all of that. But so I kind of confused it. But the session is 19th century, 1818. At least I said that much. But just that I, I kept saying 19th century. I, I kept saying 17th century, but it's actually the 19th century. So she landed in the 19th century as a time where Tatiana just got murdered. So they're trying to find a culprit. She was at first suspected to be the person who did it. But then some evidence was suggesting that it was a, it was a large man, a strong man. So she was freed. And at this point, they're trying to just like put all that clues together. So everyone is literally a suspect right now. Like um, James' friends, all, all of the household staff, everybody is a suspect. So they're trying to investigate that. Okay, let's continue. Now, after um because James what well, James was talking to Jane at this point, but then his mom entered the room, so Jane left. And then his mom now told um um James that, "Oh, I asked Rockwell, your friend, to invite his younger sister Elise. The girl was 16 years of age." And his mom said, "I I, I did that because you need an heir to the title, and as your mom, I also need a grandchild." So James was like, "Okay, that I don't get what you're, why you're doing this. You've never really cared about this. And James was like, but sorry, I can't do this. Then his mom was like, is it because of the maid? That you, okay, if you like her, just take her and get her out of your system. Like, it was just so callous. James was like, I can't do that. She's better than that. And his mom was like, that's, that's what your father said about the maids he enjoyed while married to me. So do you see the source of her bitterness? Like James' mother, he's, you know, she loved the man, but the man didn't love her and was just like philandering about. And the woman just got so bitter. So she started crying on James' shoulder 
and then James was just shocked because he didn't know his mom suffered like this at his dad's hands. He was a little boy when all this was happening. So taking advantage of the of the opportunity that, okay, his mom is in this vulnerable state where she's crying that the man she loved her didn't love her back. So James now, James now took advantage of, of this opportunity to be like, okay, can you see why I need to be with Jane despite social etiquette? Because at least I feel connected to her. So if you if you went through such a bitter experience, surely you don't want the same thing for me. So the woman, in as much as, you know, obviously no, she's been bitter all her life. It's not like one, five, a few minutes of crime would change all that. But she just was less hostile. Then after this conversation with his mother, James went to find Jane in her room, her bedroom. And he apologized for not believing her when she told him that she came from the future. Because at this time, they'd grown, they'd grown close enough for her to tell him about that. He now explained that it was hard for him to just accept such a news without proof. Perhaps if she shared more details, it would help him understand. So Jane started by showing him her underwear. You know, the one she was wearing from when she stepped back in time. She had hid them under her mattress so no one would discover it. So her dress from the, fu- from the future also had this designer tag and care label, more like machine only, you know, that sort of thing that he's like, okay, this is not from this time. So she now told him all about washing machines, airplanes, cars, televisions, and laptops. She even drew some of them on paper to help his imagination. So it was a lengthy conversation. And at the end, he believed her. And then he asked her, so do you want to return? And she said she would because she just couldn't imagine the kind of life she would have here in the past. James said it's going to be a good one if she agrees to be his wife. <laughs> what? The time jump. We already have a proposal, people. Okay. So Jane disagreed that marriage between them was possible. People in his era loved to stick to social classes and would ostracize him if he married her, a mere maid. He didn't care and said that his investments were secure and his wealth was stable. Forget. Money does give a form of security. And honestly, I want it. I want it for me. I want it for you too. I just, but at the same time, I don't want to depend on it. I don't want to make my entire life about material things. All right, let's just, let's just vibe. Okay, so moving on. Jane argued that they've only known each other five days. Him that was already proposing marriage was like, guy, you've only known me five days old. Ha! Only five. James was like, it's felt it's it feels as if he's longer. This is a man in his early thirties and he's met a lot of beautiful women and he's not felt anything for them. So it's a case of this man just met this woman. It's only five days. It feels like forever to him, but he already knows I want her. So it's a case of one of those cases when they're advising you that a man who wants you will know, like within that he wants you. Like you don't have to stick around for one million years for him to know. Definitely there's low status, but then I think in cases of it's meant to be most like people really do know when they want you. Like not want you for like just sleep with your reasons, but want you for the long for long term purposes. So Jane considered his proposal. But it was hard. It wasn't even the big things like TV, internet, or car that she was missing about the future. But rather, things like toilet paper, toothpaste, deodorant, tampons, like pads for us, right? That's what she was, she felt she was missing at that point. And she just, she actually just told him, see, I'm torn. 
I want to leave. I want to stay with you in this time. I, I don't know. So he assumed naturally that, oh, perhaps, okay, I, I understand you're missing your friends and your family. Jane was like, well, I'm an only child. And my parents died three years ago in a car accident. And also, I don't really have extremely close friends that I will miss like that. You know, she, she was like, that's not the thing here. So anyhow, they agreed on a compromise that she didn't have to be anybody other than herself with him. She could still do her writing because it's the writing that even brought her back to this time. You know, the research and all that. She's like, you can always be a writer here. I mean, he's a fan of Jane Austen and reads her books. So why won't he support his own wife, his own woman who wants to do the same thing? Yeah. So he was like, sure, just write, do whatever you want. All I just care about is that you're by my side. There was one thing for Jane though. Would the Earl of Camden, James, be willing to discuss his investments with her? Men of that time are not known to. So our James right away, like this guy is just, he's just beautiful. He just, he right away asked her, her opinion on a new investment he was looking to make. That company is today, like it's today's Cadbury. I mean, we all know Cadbury chocolate and all that. So it was like, oh, it was Cadbury tea at the time. And she was like, you should totally invest in it. It's going to be more than just tea. Yes, please go ahead with it. So, and, you know, they had all those lovey-dovey moments, they kissed and made love. And honestly, I think I really like this part because it wasn't explicit. Like, there are no explicit love scenes in this story. And yet, it has such beautiful description. For instance, his carer swamped her insides. The way tea drunk by an open fire would. Or a hot leisurely bat on a frosty afternoon might do. Oh, yum, yum. I love the description. Moving on. The next that was confusing for Jane... Because she seriously considered her life in this time, if she stayed as the L's wife. There was also still the puzzle of finding Tatiana's murderer. While helping Margaret prepare the guest room, because of the guest now that James' mother went to invite, you know, Lady Elise and all, all that. Um, Jane asked her where she was on the night that Tatiana died. Margaret is her friend who is a maid too. Let's, please, I'm just kind of, you know, refreshing your head. Margaret said she was in her room when she heard a scream, but she believed it wasn't Tatiana who screamed. Now, that's new information because everybody had assumed until now it was Tatiana who screamed. But Margaret is now telling us, oh, no, no, I don't think it was Tatiana who screamed, right? I think this, 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 this bit of puzzle has come up before, you know, in the first part, that what if it wasn't Tatiana who screamed? Now, Margaret was confirming it. And Jane, initially, she already also had the same suspicion. And then Margaret even went further and mentioned the name of the maid she suspected to have screamed. Obviously, Jane approached the, this, the said maid. The said maid, her name is Tilly. The girl said, ah, it's me, yo. I was running errands. I saw the body. I got frightened. I ran away. So after that, Jane went to the, to the, um, was on her way to Dawson Library when she ran into the countess. That's Jane's mother. Duma was so cold to her which is usual, but then she now, she was not explicitly, um, she now explicitly told Jane, I know my son likes you, so just discourage his, how he, just, so just discourage him, make sure he doesn't like you, like, if you don't do so, I'm going to threaten you, right, I'm going to fire you, you get, don't think he, he's the only one in this household who holds power, Jane was so angry, but she was like, okay, like, she was like, like, of, as you wish, I think that's what she said, and she left, so uh, when she came to the library, she saw Mr. Snipes. Mr. Snipes is like, 
um, James Man of Business. And then he was in the middle of a very scattered library. Like he was looking for something. He pulled books off the shelf. It was open here and there. He was like that, that it was, it was the elder asked him to find a letter. He looked so frantic and upset that he didn't find the letter. And he, he even backed at Jane like, yes, okay, put everything in order. Da, da, da. And then he left. So after he left, Jane started arranging the books and then Rockfell stopped by. He knew that Camden came to our room the previous night. Like he knew that James came to see Jane the previous night and suggested that eh, that that Jane can also hop on his bed too. Jane was insulted and she called him, you're so disgusting. But he wasn't faced. What about that Jane the most was that, okay, if this Rockfell is actually Rockwell, I don't know, I keep calling him Rockwell sometimes. She's like, if this Rockwell guy knows about james and may others might know and in the 19th century it's 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 like they don't tolerate those kind of news well i mean masters often sleep with mates in that era but obviously you now you have to be discreet yeah it's up to you to be discreet and because if people find out and obviously you know how jane came to be in this house nobody really knows her so it's they're not really going to take it well yeah and it's just way too scandalous it's going to ruin her reputation and all of that sir but obviously this is not a big deal in our own era and all of that nobody really cares who's sleeping with her right unless they may definitely maybe part of a christian buddy and you're held accountable and people are like okay so where are you what are you up to besides that guy day or day basically so james was in harrington later that day and the conversation veered in the direction of love and marriage harrington easily guessed that the person james said he had a connection with but she wasn't of his social standing was Jane because James was like, eh, yeah, well, and I like somebody, but she's not about class. Harrington was like, is the Jane girl? Yeah. I was like, okay. So the thing now led to Jane asking, okay, so what was your opinion? And Harrington was like, you should pursue Jane if you, if you have the strength to make it work. I mean, you since you know, not many people get to know what it feels like to love someone or marry for love you have the opportunity before you take advantage of it so that was like so cool for him to say that so when james returned to his study um when james returned to his study he rang the servant bell and he was expecting jane to show up but it was actually margaret who did so he asked for jane's whereabouts and also asked if margaret knew of a man of any man who might want to hurt his sister. Margaret was like, I, I don't I don't, I don't really know, but rumors has it that Snipes was mad in love with Tatiana, like that man of business, Snipes. James came a few minutes after Margaret left. She told James about Rockwell's proposition, and then Jane was like, I'm going to beat up this guy. You know, no more. So it's expected. It's your woman that he just propositioned, yeah? So James forced himself to calm down, and then he asked a question that Jane hadn't thought of. What was Rockwell even doing at the seven quarters? So, same thing as James was, obviously. So, who with who? As per, he came to see a maid. It was actually, it was like Margaret was suspected. You know, they hadn't come, they, Jane would still confirm this. But then James was like, but hey, we're different. I, I don't do this. I don't go to maids' quarters and just sleep with people, with maids. That, you know, I know my friend, he's, he plays around, but I'm not like that. I mean, I'm not playing with you. Yeah, so, okay. Anyhow, so that that was that. That was what really happened here. Moving on. To prove that, James now started, like, he kissed her Carlos' hands, her fingers, he got on his knees, declared his devotion to her. And then at that point, she was like, oh, your mom threatened me. And he was like, if my mom ever, my mom can't even do that, carry out that threat, because she'll suffer my roots for all eternity. And he also claimed... 
um you, my mom is only trying to scare you don't like you get and Jim was like yeah I kind of figured that out but and actually my greatest fear is not even any of this my greatest fear is that I'm going to stay in this past forever and as she said that it hurt James but then he compromised he now asked what if I come with you to the future you know they've only been talking about how stay in the past stay in the past he was not like what if I go with you to the future yeah now this man had everything to lose unlike Jane who didn't really have much going for her in the future but he was willing to go there for love yeah like it's so cool the sacrifice that you know that love demands of us sometimes so Jane was so moved but of course she turned down his offer he had no idea what he was getting himself into that's what she said but he disagreed so he now said life is filled with uncertainty Jane but there's one thing I do know for sure yeah, the woman I want to share my future with. Even if that means sailing across the ocean of time. Wow, he's so gorgeous in and out. James finally managed to convince her that the life together was possible and she accepted to marry him. With that out of the way, they returned their attention to the murder case. Rockwell was a suspect because since he slept with Margaret, did he try to sleep with Tatiana? James vehemently refused because scoundrels don't touch family members of their friends. Okay. You know, most people share, no matter how bad you are, my sister is off limits. I think guys have that bro code even now going on. Okay. So Snipes was back in the spotlight as the main suspect. So Jane confirmed that, so from James that he hadn't sent the Snipes to find any letter. So Snipes needed to be questioned. Before that, James said that other arrangements had to be made for Jane since she was engaged to him. She was no longer going to be a mate. Jane was really into the idea of, oh, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not going to be a maid anymore. But until the case was um, solved, she was like, I think I should stay a maid. At least that way I'm able to get information from the servants because, you know, they, they, they see me as one of them. That's really smart. So after this, Jane went to confront Margaret. The girl was flustered and she actually admitted, yeah, it was me, Rockwell came to see. She had resisted him. He was just too charming. Oh, Jane was like, oh, gosh, in her mind, she was like, I know guys like that. They're all over New York, you know, that kind of thing. She just said, I in her mind. Then Jane then asked if Margaret was with Rockwell. So, okay, I get you weren't able to resist him, understood. So why with him on the night Tatiana was murdered? She was like, I wasn't. I wasn't actually, she was not like, and to defend herself, she now also mentioned, actually, I'm not the only person who's fallen for his chance before, that since the day Rockwell arrived, he had actually been sleeping with Betsy, like the late Betsy who died, that's Lady Tatiana's maid. And in fact, she was a person he was with on the night Tatiana was murdered. With this information, you know, Rockwell automatically had a, lull a lullaby, like, okay, if he was with Betsy on the night of Tatiana's mother, he couldn't have been the one to kill Tatiana, right? So who was? Attention shifted from him. Meanwhile, Margaret deviated and teased Jane about Camden's attention in her. That's James. Jane completely froze, like, okay. Um, because now she's actually engaged to him, but it's still secret, it's still between them. And she just reminded Margaret that, but I and this man are not in the same class. Margaret was like, forget it. James is the honorable type, and if he loves you, he'll marry you. I mean, that's beautiful. James having that reputation. 
Meanwhile, James confronted Rockwell about how he propositioned Jane. He apologized. They had a round of boxing to settle it like men. And James was satisfied when he burst his friend on the jaw. Later, James had a talk with Mr. Thompson, the tutor, whom he had invited. The same time that Ellis was arriving, Mr. Thompson arrived, right? So the man confirmed that he and Tatiana were romantically involved and even slept together, but it had all been out of love and there was no manipulation whatsoever. In fact, Tatiana had told Thompson about Harrington and how he was a way for them to be together. Like, she would be married to Harrington, who had no desire for women, for women and keep him as her lover. Like... We know Harrington is gay, yeah. I've, I think I've just been, you know, tiptoeing around saying it, you know, explicitly. But Harrington was going to marry Tatiana and not touch her, mostly for appearances, you know, so his family satisfied. And Tatiana would be free to just, like, be with her lover. That, such practices were acceptable at the time, obviously. Some people would still be like, oh, my God, that is scandalous. But, you know, this is not the first time I've seen this kind of arrangement in a historical fiction, Yeah. So, the Thompson revealed something new about Tatiana afterwards. And what, you know, Tatiana was loving as she was and as sweet and whatever she was. The girl's bad side was that she, she didn't know how to be confident without attention and someone approving of her, especially a man. She wanted someone to tell her she was smart, pretty, and all the rest. So, that was when she started encouraging compliments from Snipes. However, she had little regard for Snipes and she really, she quite played the guy. So discovering this part of his sister wasn't easy at all for James to find out, first of all, that your sister, I thought, was innocent, you know, was no longer like even a virgin. And then she actually knew how to play with men. And he did get that kind of thing. It wasn't easy for him. Yeah, like, why can't I just have the sweet memories of her? And honestly, up to him, he would have, but he's investigating her murder here. So... All stones needs to be uncovered, even if they're not pretty. Now, Thompson knew this part of her, that she likes attention. That's even part of the reason why he stayed in touch. Because to keep, like, guiding her, offering his guidance. Because if he had totally, like, said, okay, I'm going to cut her from you, she'll just find another man. And the person might not even have her best interest at heart like he did. Now, all Tatiana had when James was out. And this thing is not Tatiana's fault entirely, because her brother was away at Eton, Yeah. At this secondary, at this um, boarding school for boys, for rich boys, like lords and all that. And all Tatiana had was an unfaithful father and a bitter mother. Poor girl. So James was like, ah, I should have given my sister enough attention. This wouldn't have happened. What it has happened? There is nothing he could have done about it. Yeah. Now, James returned to his study to discover Snipes. Like after this, he went back to the study and then Snipes was squeezing James' um jaw a bit truth because she had confronted him he interrogated the man and then he found out that he and tatiana used to pass notes to each other using the books in the library explicit notes like suggestive notes like i wish i wish i could touch your lips to mine i, um, I, I wish have, what have you ever imagined slipping your hand underneath my gown like messages like that and those are not appropriate and this is yeah you are the else man of business and you're playing this kind of play with her and you know she's engaged to be married even if she was doing it, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah? At least this is a standard there. The fact that you're an empl like an employee of that house. You, you are the, the the master of the house trust. You're not supposed to be doing that with the sister. So it was actually Tatiana's last note to Snipes that he was trying to find on the day that he scattered the library like that. Regardless of how Tatiana played Snipes, he didn't kill her. He wasn't the one. He just like 
I know she played me. I really know she did. But I, I, I didn't kill her. I couldn't have because I was in love with her. James didn't believe him, obviously. I was like, okay, Hendrix, the butler, hold him in a room until further notice. You get. So last with Jane, you know, he was the guy was just tired from everything he found out that day. He hugged her. He was like, I'm, I'm begging. I have to come to you this night. She was like, okay, sure. I mean, she's been missing him too. You know, lovers and all that. So she kept thinking about him throughout the day, and then it dawned on her how hopeless in love with him she was. You know, she's been denying it up, up until now. More like, oh, maybe it's just physical attraction, just physical attraction. But then it's not to know her that maybe everything she'd ever written and read about love. Oh, the racing heart, the clammy hands, oh, the weakness, the shortness of bread, etc. was her experience with James. Then a bell rang calling for a maid and, it, you know, jolted out of her thoughts. She went to answer. It was Thompson, like, you know, the tutor guy who was, you know, Tatiana's lover. Apparently, he's a very handsome man. Like, Jane looked at the guy and was like, damn, this man is fine. Like, what were her parents thinking? Like, what the hell were Tatiana's parents thinking when they left their daughter alone with a young man looking like this? Yeah? If he wasn't a good person, uncle. Do you get? Now, Thompson had a brief conversation with Jane and she finally found out and she finally found out f- that the footman missed Mr. Good Dad's role in all this. You know, earlier... Um, Rockwell asked them um, James to interview Mr. Goodad, the footman, that he's been, he, 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 like, he'd been seeing he and Tatiana in close whispers, but when he approaches, they'll separate. Do you understand that he didn't know what that was about? So now Jane is finding out what it was about. It was just about, he was a person who was passing notes you know, between Tatiana and Thompson. He would post Tatiana's letters and then pass the ones from him to her. So now... And that, but this whole thing led to another idea forming in James' head. Like, what if Tatiana also played this good dad and he was the one who killed her? So she wanted to go and tell James immediately. But then Mrs. Fontaine, the housekeeper, sent her off on errands that kept her so busy until bedtime. Now, the next morning, the first thing she did, our girl is focused. She went to James' bedroom to tell him. But then they got caught up because he was undressed and they made love, you know, impromptu love. And then afterwards, let her tell him a storm began. So as a storm began, like, or rather, it was just rain shower, but... Just the fact that it was raining, Jane's attention instantly turned towards, yes, this is the first rain since the day I came. Maybe I get to go home today and all of that. And James could just easily read read it on her face, the expression. He was like, you can just go. And she's like, but you promised to come with me. And he's like, I can't until Tatiana's murder is found. So it turned out the storm was just rain. There was no lightning or thunder, like I said. But the but the rain had done its work of exposing how fragile Jane's love for Camden was. I mean, his love for her was solid, but Auntie was still like facilitating between. Uh, I don't think I can stay here and risk or I should go back. And most of us in the twenty first century, <laughs> honestly, we love like this. We love like what if, what if not, and yeah, it's it's not easy. It's love. <laughs> it's really not. So. She was uncertain about them and he was willing to risk all. He wanted to know that she could give up everything for him too. He asked her to be his countess. Like, just be my countess. Just stay with me in this past. And to reply to that, she hesitated too long. So with palpable pain, he broke up with her because she didn't choose him. You understand? And this now there's a difference between james and Geoffrey. Geoffrey asks her to choose between her writing and him james is asking her to choose them 
yeah to choose them like choose our love yeah or you or, or just go back home like choose our love or go back he's not trying to say the future is less important and i am more important it's just how he wanted to know how much she valued him yeah so but she 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 didn't know if she valued him that much or if she was willing to and he's like i already value this much and you don't value me that way so there's no point with us continuing this relationship so he ended it and he's like but in as much as he was pained he was like you're allowed to continue working as a maid just anything personal between us is over do you get and baby like auntie her tragedy like um um jane shows her tragedy and she dwelled on it for some time but she's like the least i can do for this guy is solve this case and leave that's all like so mr good dad was out you know he was he was not around she went to find him to question him herself but he wasn't around so she couldn't do that she continued with her other duties swept out everywhere until she got out of room so through the window she could see that james this is someone you had just with that money like a couple hours ago he was already going on this walk with rockwell's sister lady elise the 16 year old but the sight just pained her she tried to remind herself of all the reasons why their love wouldn't have worked but it was still just hurting her so badly now, meanwhile, Lady Elise turned out to be this honest person because she had dog condensed and she came. She's just been looking at him like, oh my gosh, like if I can just marry this man right now and everything. And because her husband's, uh, her brother Rockwell, actually, Lady Elise's older brother is Rockwell, the guy who used to sleep around. You know, her brother usually spoke so well of um, the Earl of Camden, James. So that's why part of the reason why Lady Elise was you know admired him so much but then by the time they had a conversation they went on that work she found out oh he likes to stay in the country and she she likes to stay in london she's like i don't think our marriage will work because our interests don't align and you know they had this connection and friendship and james just like kissed her cheek in a brotherly manner and then at that just that time you know the kind of thing you're withdrawing and you're seeing this person running off and he knew it was jane and he ran after her and when she stopped she's like breathing and like that i see you're busy he's like don't worry i'm not busy just tell me what is it and she's like and james was like and what you saw it's not like you saw it she was like don't don't don't, don't explain she was just too hurt but then she ended up hearing him out and they apologized to each other for what happened in that morning and they confessed that they belonged wherever the other person was they kissed and they made up it was beautiful so once this was out of the way jane was like okay the reason i came to find you was good dad and they discussed the possibility that he did it if not him then suddenly then certainly he has to be someone in the house who committed his murder because no one had left the house since the murder happened so james interrogated good dad you know eventually like a few hours later and the man honestly like the man honestly just didn't have he just helped her turn and thompson out of the goodness of his heart nothing else when james pushed like so are you sure i did not love her if are you sure that i know it out of spite so because of that thing i got her to blot out see it's not it's not a tenor that was entering my eye the person that was entering my eye was tilly you know, Tilly is the girl that discovered Tatiana's body and screamed and ran away. Do you get that? That's the person self that I love. Is no Tatiana. Do you get? So, on to the last piece of the puzzle. We are almost at the end. You, like, thank you so much. Like, the fact that you listened up to, to this point. I'm so thankful. Now, on to the last piece of the puzzle. That you suspect, obviously, still remain snipes. 
right? Like the, the, you know, the guy who had kind eyes, but he was creepy. And then, you know, he was passing suggestive notes, you know, he and Tatiana were passing suggestive notes using books in the library. That guy, he's still the person who is the chief suspect because he had the most motive. Now, after going to see him one last time and nothing, like Jane went to see him one last time and nothing, she returned to her room, then, which is Betsy's old room, like the gym, the room, Jane is using as a maid what is actually the room Betsy was using until her death. So she returned to the room. She was trying to find something on the windowsill. Then she accidentally uncovered Betsy's diary. So if you can hear this, that's the bleating of a goat. It's called bleating of a goat, yeah? That's a goat. You know, when I moved here, like there were like three goats, but two of them were heavily pregnant, and each of them gave birth to like three goats. So they're the ones you are hearing disturbing. I'm not sure how they'll, I'm not sure how long they'll bleed for, and I don't know if we can just um. Okay, the bleating has stopped. At least it's calm enough for us to continue with the story. All right, let's finish up. Now Rockwell and James were together out on the terrace for some evening air. You know, as Jane found um, Betsy's no- um, diary in the windowsill, she started reading it. And, you know, some hours passed. Rockwell and Jane were out together on the terrace for some evening air. And Jane came. She was hold- She came downstairs. She was holding the diary. Then she looked at James and said, we were wrong. At this point, the weather was changing. And a real storm was coming. Not that one that happened while they were in his bedroom. Jane explained that Betsy was killed first. Okay, he's a bleating. I don't like his bleating. I mean, I could easily just like remove this. You know, it did this out of the podcast. But this is like the real struggle, you know, the behind the scenes of making content in Nigeria. You know, you, you pay for your house. Like, you pay, it, it doesn't matter where. It's just, these are factors that you can't exactly factor in because of your neighbors or, or whatever. Okay. All right, it's it's gone. I, I hope it's fine, though. I mean, I, I really wish the animal well. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So a real storm was coming and everything, and James was like, and Jane had already come and, t- and told James that they were wrong about how they were going about investigation up until that moment. So Jane explained that Betsy was killed first, but they assumed it was Tatiana and have been trying to find answers from that perspective. So do you see? Tatiana was killed because she was a witness to Betsy's murder. Ouch! So Betsy was killed first. Yeah? There was lightning. So as she was saying those things, you know, lightning was going on, thunder, some rain was, you know, was pelting down. And then Rockwell was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go inside because I don't want to get any wetter and stuff. You know, he was there with James. And James was, and next thing, Jane just stopped him like, you did it. Her proof was, and the guy was like, how dare you accuse me? And she was like, Look at the proof here. The proof is Betsy's diary. Betsy had, you, you had gotten Betsy pregnant you, and she wanted you to support and care for the child, but you didn't want to do so. And Betsy threatened to tell Tatiana about it. And she would have told her brother, Camden, like the L, who would have compelled you to. So there was also a chance that Betsy would tell other people and it would ruin Rockwell's reputation. Yeah. So this was why he killed Betsy, his motive. And then he was like, eh, Rockwell was like, eh, there are many men need to survive having bastards. Then it was James who was like, but those men are already married. He now forced himself to ask the hard question. 
did you kill Betsy and Tatiana? That's when Rockwell changed mount. Tatiana had followed him to the stables and she had run when she discovered that he had killed Betsy. So he chased after her and silenced her with one swift of his knife. Like, is that okay? He was like, I, I promise it was painless. She felt nothing. Ha. Jesus. So the men got into a fight and Jane threw herself into it at a point to protect James. She even ignored the lightning that appeared that could have taken her back to the future. Like that same struck of lightning. She wasn't behind it. Like she had to jump it. She avoided the lightning so she could still remain at the 19th century and protect James. So Rockwell eventually had her by the throat. Like, you know, fight, fight, fight. Somehow Rockwell had her by the throat and he was so intent on murdering her. Like the way his eyes were glinting choking her and she and he tried to stab her in the chest but fortunately she moved to the side and at the same time that james punched rockwell in the skull right so thompson and harrington appeared then and then they pulled rockwell away jane was stabbed in the shoulder but it wasn't critical rockwell eventually he was stripped of his title obviously he was sentenced to hanging rightly deserved meanwhile the end of the story is this. Jane wedded the Earl of Camden. She became a countess. The Dowager Countess, that's Jane's mother. <laughs> she looked like her son had just announced his funeral when he said he would marry her. Marry Jane. But waiting consigned him. Meanwhile, Mr. Snipes was fired for inappropriate behavior and disloyalty. The guy was actually quite rude and bitter and everything and creepy. So that he had a good heart on notes, he just... He's not it, that... So, as we can see, Jane changed history. I mean, Tatiana's mother would be recorded as solved in in present 21st century now. And then James would no longer be recorded as a bachelor until death because he married her. End of story. I hope you enjoyed this. Now, um... Okay, please, um... Don't forget to follow me on all the handles. Give your feedback. And most importantly, can you share the link of this podcast to one person, just one person? Please just send it to them as um, a WhatsApp message. Just let them know what you enjoyed about it. One thing, let me know too. Then rate this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Spotify um, or Amazon Music. I don't know why. I, I still will put this on on Apple, but... I'm just so grateful that you are listening wherever you can and you're sparing your time too. I really, really do appreciate it. I sure do hope you have a wonderful weekend. See you on Monday. I'm excited. Monday's one is going to be special. You have to come to see what it's about. So, bye.